you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. I am Oliver Banks and I'm delighted to be your host and your guide to being able to successfully transform your retail operations. Thanks for tuning in. This one is episode 132, number 132. And today we're going to be diving into one of the differences that defines transformation success. It separates the transformation leaders from the transformation laggards, if you will. So if you look back at some of the historic updates from companies who have since declined, you will see talk of transformation. So why is it that some companies recognize the need for transformation and manage to succeed, transform and continue on? But then other companies also recognize the need for transformation, but struggle and even fail. Well, there are several different reasons, of course, and one of the key reasons is confusion, the confusion of transformation, and that is exactly what we are going to dive into today. The confusion of transformation is a critical challenge to be able to overcome. It has both broad and deep impacts. For example, procrastination, which could look like dithering, it could look like delays, it could look like lots of busy work but ultimately making no or very little or very slow progress. You know, that confusion can overwhelm people, which then naturally results in procrastination. Even if there is a specific plan in place, each individual activity gets overwhelmed by confusion and procrastination. And I suppose the ultimate procrastination can cause the entire transformation to just die, or more likely just fizzle out to nothing, right? The confusion of transformation can also lead to unpredictable decision-making, which in turn, I suppose, leads to more delays, going round in circles, and even making wrong or bad decisions given the choices and the supporting insight in front of you. And I suppose given the confusion, it may be that there is no decision at all, which we'll get into a little later on. But ultimately, the worst case here, well, that's very bad. If you make a wrong decision, or if you just decide to do nothing. At best, the transformation will die. At worst, it could be really pretty bad for the future of the company, right? The confusion of transformation can cause inconclusive results. If there is confusion, it's not going to be clear if the transformation is successful. It's not going to be clear if it's finished. And throughout the whole transformation, it's not going to be clear if you're progressing well. You know, maybe you have run a trial And you're looking back at the results saying, was the trial successful? Did the trial prove or disprove whether we should pursue this option? Maybe the trial is a bit inconclusive. I'm sure you can recall some instances of that happening yourself, right? So overall, if you are asking yourself, is the transformation working? Is it doing what it is meant to do? And if you're not sure, then that is a big hint that you've got confusion. And this impact of inconclusive results in fact, breeds more confusion and more procrastination and more unpredictable decisions. The confusion of transformation also causes a lot of stress and pressure for the individuals involved. 
And whilst I would say some stress and pressure is good, if it's confused stress and pressure, then I don't think there's much good can come from that at all. And it can cause you to not think straight, which again, in turn, adds more confusion. It compounds this entire cycle, right? And those last two in particular, but actually all of these different impacts do cause more confusion. And it is a vicious cycle that will be increasingly hard to break out of. And the confusion will encompass and envelop more and more people in the organization as well. So the confusion of transformation can be somewhat or very catastrophic. I'm sure you can agree. And today we're going to be talking about different things that you can do to help overcome this confusion. But to help us get there, we are going to dive into the root causes of this confusion. And I'm grouping these into five sections. So the first section is where you have no clear vision. It's not clear to you. It's not clear to the team. It's not clear to the whole organization what a transformation is trying to achieve. And maybe actually an entire strategy, right? Hopefully that strategy and transformation is very closely aligned. But ultimately, if there is no clear vision, you're going to get that miscommunication. You're going to get misalignment between individuals and teams, as well as externally as well with partners or even shareholders. And all of this miscommunication, this misalignment is what causes that confusion, the great unknown, if you will. So not having a clear vision is the first root cause that leads to confusion. And I might add a clear and communicated vision as well, right? To overcome that point around miscommunication and misalignment. So you can begin to see how some of these root causes kind of lead naturally to the next steps that you can take to overcome the confusion of transformation. But the second root cause is around being complex and complicated. Now, this is interesting here. So complex and complicated sound very similar, but they mean subtly different things, which is a whole nother conversation, I should say. But for the purposes of today, we're going to be thinking about complex and complicated together, which might look at lots of interconnected ideas or elements, a lack of understanding of the business, a lack of understanding of the operating model, and even a poorly designed operating model that, that ends up with hard, difficult, confusing <laughs> processes and procedures, right? But I think this whole point about complex and complicated is highly interesting. But ultimately, it leads to a number of conundrums and contradictions that you need to take on. And you see these conundrums and contradictions all over retail. You know, some of the most major conundrums might be around, should you be pursuing stores or online? Should you be focusing on efficiency or experience? Should you be thinking about data or instinct? Should you be thinking about short-term or long-term? And actually, conundrums was a key piece of episode 130, which was about what makes a transformation superstar. Thinking about some of the different, arguably opposing considerations that you need to take on when finding or developing a transformation superstar. And if you follow me or we're connected on LinkedIn, then maybe you have seen my retail triple threat where every week we're looking at one of these conundrums or contradictions within retail and having a discussion about the many different sides. And of course, there is no right answer to any of them. <laughs> if you have seen these, then you'll understand what I'm thinking about. But hopefully it is provoking some new thoughts and some new perspectives for you. The next cause of the confusion is around the fact that there are many, many different choices. And as I just mentioned a second ago, there is no right answer at all, right? And often not even a clear answer, unfortunately. 
So this is a really interesting point, because when we think about choices, there are two aspects here. Firstly, there are many different decisions to make throughout the course of a transformation, and some of them are big decisions, right? Particularly if you're talking about more fundamental transformation, really big reinvention, shall we say. So whilst there are a lot of different decisions, there are also, for any individual decision, many different options. And the confusion is caused by both of these. Firstly, if you don't understand what all of these different decisions are, it can quickly become overwhelming. And you may, in fact, get confused by all of the different decisions that are needing to be made and which ones are more important and which order they also need to be made in. But in terms of the options, if there is no way of assessing or comparing these different options, or if options are increasingly coming onto the table quite late in the game, then this causes more confusion as well. And we'll get into it in a little bit. But you must also remember that there is a very big, important choice that is needing to be continually made throughout a transformation. And that is around priority. And one of the biggest causes of confusion here is the fact that everything is top priority. I'm sure you've heard that. All very important, all high urgency, all must do right away. And what happens, as you can imagine, is suddenly as you communicate everything is top priority, nothing becomes top priority. And there's confusion over what is actually top priority. Even though perhaps those in charge think they have been clear on that, I'm sure you can imagine the implications of that. I know I have certainly been in prioritization sessions where, you know, even using a high, medium, low priority order, which can then result in everything being rated as a high priority item. And then you end up with many different things on the table. And what can happen, I'm sure you've been in similar situations, is suddenly you've got double the amount of work to do and you're making half the progress on each of those. And that then causes confusion and even missed expectations as well, right? The next root cause is around the data not telling a clear story. So increasingly, we are becoming data-driven, a topic that we dive into very often here on the Retail Transformation Show. But what if there is no data available? Or what if it doesn't tell us what we expect it to tell us? What do you do? That causes confusion. What should we do? Should we wait? Find out more data? Procrastination, right? Shall we do what the data is telling us, even though it doesn't feel right? Shall we do what my gut is telling us, even though it doesn't support what the data is saying? And I think it's a really interesting topic, this whole almost reliance on data. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? But more importantly, how do we deal with it when we don't have all of the data in front of us? Of course, it's brilliant when the data is there and it supports the story and everyone can see and understand almost the science that's going on. But when it doesn't work like that, that's an interesting piece that's going to become an increasingly important conversation for those in and around transformation, as well as in and around leadership and even data science as well, right? Do we or should we trust our instincts anymore? There are some big questions in there, right? But then the fifth root cause of confusion that I wanted to highlight is around the responsibility and the fact that it is a heavy burden with big, important decisions that have big impacts to the company, to all of the colleagues, and of course, all of the customers as well. You know, the stakes are incredibly high and there is a lot riding on it. 
And what this can cause is additional thoughts, additional processing in your mind, and even querying every single decision to double check it is the right approach. Are we doing the right thing? Do we have perhaps enough data, for example, to support it? And what can happen is given this hugely heavy burden of responsibility, we can overthink things and we can actually begin to create counter arguments in our own heads. But each of these counter arguments adds more confusion because they do muddy the water, each individually, of course, and together, this is a whole collective amount of confusion going on. And whilst there is a lot riding on the transformation, it must be recognised by all of us that transformation is not an easy task, easy to say, but it's not easy to do, and it's not easy to lead. So we shouldn't kid ourselves, and we shouldn't feel bad about that either, by the way. What we're talking about here is not an overnight change, whether we're talking about fundamental transformation or even incremental transformation and more optimizations. You know, these are are longer term things. They don't happen at the click of a finger. And equally, they're long lasting as well. This is not a decision for one week only and then we'll be back to normal, right? They're long lasting decisions. Hopefully, they're long lasting decisions. So there's a lot going on in this confusion of transformation. And maybe you recognize some of those impacts that we discussed earlier, or perhaps the five root causes, which just very quickly were around having no clear vision, around it being complex and complicated, around having lots of choices, or the data not telling a clear story, or around that heavy burden of responsibility. So what should we do about it? First and foremost, if we can clarify the confusion, we can find the answer. So let's step through each of those root causes and aim to overcome those root causes and in turn, clarify that confusion and find the answer. So first up, finding a clear vision. Well, firstly, we should be thinking about the purpose of the organization or of the strategy or even of the transformation. This will motivate you to resolve that confusion. It will motivate you to find the right way and it acts almost like a guiding light to direct you to what gets you to achieve that purpose, right? And that is just one of the reasons why purpose is so important. And it's also going to align all of the different teams as well to make sure that everyone is following that same purpose and in turn, there is a clear vision. It's also worth pointing out that you must have the intention to achieve that vision as well. And ask yourself, what is the plan to intentionally move the transformation forward? And here are two little quick techniques to use to help find the plan to intentionally move it forward. Firstly, answer the question, I wish I knew dot dot dot. This was something I learned at Tesco and it was incredibly powerful to be able to name one of the things that you don't know. I wish I knew dot, 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 complete that sentence and you will be clearer on the vision and thus clearer about that confusion. And then the second technique is same format, right? If I knew the answer, then I would dot, dot, dot. If I knew the answer, then I would dot, dot, dot. And this is again, another incredibly powerful technique because that first bit, if I knew the answer, and you almost need to say that out loud, right? If I knew the answer, gets you into the frame of mind of believing that you do know the answer. A little psychological hack here. Very easy. Just try it out. I've genuinely been surprised every time that I've used this little technique because it does help get clarity. It does help overcome the confusion. 
And you can even blend that in with assumptions, right? If you want to go really deep on this little technique here. So those are some actions to help you to get to a clear vision and overcome the confusion of transformation. But next up, let's think about the complexity and how everything is so complicated. And here, the key is around simplifying the situation. You have to think differently. You have to be able to break it down into smaller parts and be able to construct it back up so that you can understand it. Or equally, go the opposite way. Zoom out, see the challenge or the problem or the transformation as only a part of the bigger picture and understand what else is going on around the problem or the challenge or the transformation and get that clarity that way. It's definitely worth remembering the six W's, what, how, why, who, when and where, of course, and think about how you can use each of those questions to understand more and overcome the complicated elements and overcome the complex or complicated elements. As we live in an increasingly complex world, having the clarity or being able to easily and clearly explain something is a really key skill. So think about how you can reframe the situation, reframe the challenge, reframe the problem or the solution even as well, right? After that, we touched on the many different choices that can lead to confusion. And of course, there were two aspects here. What are the decisions that you need to make? So first question, what are the decisions that you need to make? Have you got them written down? Do you know which order they need to be made in? Do you know when each decision needs to be made by or who needs to make each decision? And as a follow on, do they know that as well? Because if that has been miscommunicated or misassumed as well, that can lead to, again, more confusion, right? And then the second part of this was around the options for each decision. So again, the very obvious question to ask, what are the options for each decision? Are they written down? Can you see what the choices are? And actually, what do you need to know to be able to assess each of these different options and the feasibility of each different option? What would you need to know to make each individual decision given those options on the table? How are you going to compare them? What are the key considerations? What are the recommendations? You know, this is not rocket science, right? I'm sure you recognize this. But if this choice element isn't considered, then it can lead to confusion. And we see this in retail all of the time, actually. But for a customer, if we offer too much choice, what happens? There is overwhelm. There is confusion. And ultimately, there is no sale, right? It's exactly the same in transformation. If we have too many choices or it's not clear what the difference is between all of the different options, we get overwhelmed and we get confusion and we get nothing happening as a result. And we also touched on the fact that prioritization is a choice that needs to be regularly made in your transformation. If you choose to do one thing, you are choosing not to do something else. And you must ultimately decide which of the challenges are most important to you and which you are going to do later and which you are going to do nothing about. Because if everything is high priority, then nothing is high priority. And equally, if you choose to do everything, then you have to be willing to choose to do nothing, essentially. I'd also like you to consider the pandemic and how you and many different individuals reacted with regard to choices during the pandemic. There have been so many examples, and I'm sure you can reflect on your own experience at some of those examples as well. 
of the huge amount of change that was achieved in a very short timescale during those particularly stressful first few weeks and months. But why was that? Why did we manage to overcome the confusion in that particular instance? Well, there are a number of different things. Priority got very clear. It wasn't trying to do everything. It came very quickly down to we're going to do these very important, very time critical elements, right? Whether that was implementing curbside pickup, whether it was implementing remote working tools or putting people on furlough or many other different changes, there was a very clear priority, a clear focus, no competing ideas, no competing approaches. And there was quick and decisive decision making and arguably with no reason not to. Or arguably, there was a very big, important reason to make sure that you did make that decision and you did drive through the change very quickly. So you had no other alternative. There was this classic burning bridge scenario, do or die, if you will. And in turn, what we saw is individuals and companies overcoming the confusion, doing more than thinking and working at speed and with a willingness to make mistakes and fix them later, working in an agile way, if you will. So I would encourage you to reflect on your own experiences during the pandemic, particularly the very early stages of the pandemic, as I say, and think about how did choice change for you during that time? How did you clarify what the decisions were? How did you clarify what the options were and which was the best option? And think, how can you take those same learnings, those same concepts, shall we say, and apply them to the relatively everyday normal life, right? And on choice, I would like you to consider one more thing for me, please. Recognize that no decision is a decision. Because if there is no decision, then you are deciding to do nothing. Does that make sense? You are deciding to opt for the status quo. And that's okay. Let's be honest, that is absolutely okay. But make sure that that is an intentional decision. Don't let it happen by mistake. If you decide to do nothing, that's fine but do intentionally decide to do nothing rather than by mistake, like I say. Next, I wanted to touch on data very quickly once again. There is an important need to boost the understanding of data and of data science across the organization. And I would strongly recommend you go and check out episode 120 of this podcast, which featured Ian Shepard. And that episode was called Understanding Data and Data Science. It's also worthwhile investing in modeling to help you predict the future, help you answer what if questions, and ultimately help you to overcome the confusion of transformation. And again, episode 119, number 119, would be a great episode to check out to find out more about predictive modeling. And that included a brilliant perspective that I have always carried strongly, which is that all models are wrong, but that some may be useful. And I'd add on to avoid the confusion of transformation, right? So lots of additional listening if you have not listened to some of these episodes, or maybe you want to go and listen to them again. And you'll be able to find all of those episodes, by the way, on the show notes for today, which are at obandco.uk slash 132. That's obandco.uk slash 132. And it's also worthwhile recognising again that whilst data is important, not all data needs to be numbers stored in a spreadsheet or in a a BI tool, a business intelligence tool, right? Research, 
and experience and customer viewpoint is still an incredibly important data source, although it can't be measured in ones and zeros. And then finally, I wanted to touch on the responsibility element. Transformation is a weight on your shoulders, so you do need to look after yourself. You need to think about your resilience and how you can be your best self. Critically important factors here. And again, more episodes to listen to. Go and check out episode 57 and 58 with Steph Tranter, which was all around building your emotional resilience. Absolutely critical. But it's also worth thinking about collaboration as well, because the transformation is not your burden alone. It is one that you share with the organization, with your team, with your colleagues, with your peers. And if you can share that burden and the challenge, then together you can rise up and take it on successfully. So do think, how can you share the transformation across the organization or even across the end-to-end supply chain? And how can you get more support from trusted relationships across all of those different elements and across your partners as well? And that collaboration piece is certainly something that I end up touching on in the Retail Transformation Coaching Programme, which is where I'm working either individually or as groups to help the individuals that perhaps are not transformation professionals, they're not highly experienced at transformation, but who must take on transformation nevertheless. And it is, as I say, a topic that is critically important to talk about, because if you can ease that burden of responsibility, I'm not saying shed the responsibility, absolutely not, quite the opposite, in fact, but I am saying it can be eased. And in turn, that can overcome the confusion of transformation. And that will suddenly help in many, many different ways. Because if you can overcome the confusion of transformation, suddenly the entire team are going to be working together, pulling in the same direction towards the same goal, with a very clear understanding of what you're doing and why and how even. And all of the things that we've spoken about today and more will get a whole lot easier and a whole lot more successful as well. And whilst you're not guaranteed transformation success, you're going to go a long, long, long way towards achieving it. I wanted to do a quick recap in just a moment. But if you did want to check out any of those episodes that we've touched on today, then head over to the show notes, which for this episode are OB and Co uk slash 132. But very, very quickly, those recommendations were episode 130, which was around the contradictions of making a transformation superstar. Episode 120, which was around data and data science with Ian Shepard. Episode 119, which was around predictive modeling. And then in episode 57 and 58, we talked about building your emotional resilience with Steph Tranter. And then if you did want to reach out and discuss the Retail Transformation Coaching Program with me directly, then email me oliver.banks at obandco.uk. That's oliver.banks at obandco.uk. So in closing, recognize that transformation is hard and it is naturally confusing, I suppose, as a result. There is no clear right answer. And there is no single one way of doing transformation either. And it may be that you or your team have not trained for transformation because you are an expert in something completely different, frankly. 
Maybe you have got deep expertise in a particular aspect of the operation or a particular functional area or functional skill, and that is brilliant and I'm sure has been critically important for your company. But now is the time to transform and that needs different skills, different considerations. So don't feel bad about that. Don't feel like you should know everything because transformation in itself is a completely different discipline. And as a result, it can feel confusing or even overwhelming, right? But what I don't want you to do is just muddle on through the confusion. I want you to truly consider the impacts of the confusion as we've discussed today and consider what is causing that confusion. Is it around the fact that there is no clear vision? Is it around the fact that it is a complex and complicated business environment or operating model? Are there many, many different choices? Does the data not tell a clear story? Is that heavy burden of responsibility weighing you down? What is going on? And then what are you going to do about it? We touched on the word intentional earlier on, right? What are you intentionally going to do to ease and overcome the confusion of transformation? I'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you've got any questions at all, like I say, do reach out oliver.banks at obandco.uk and I'll be there to help you through the confusion and find that clarity. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and I'll look forward to joining you on another episode very, very soon. Bye for now.